Welcome to the podcast! Each episode will feature all three of us talking about outrageous sounding events or people in history. But the twist is, one of us is telling a completely fabricated story, while the rest of us are telling the truth. At the end of each episode, it is up to the group to vote on whose story is the most outrageous, and which one we think is true. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Davis. I'm Ivan. And I'm Bum. Uh... So, Bum, uh, yeah, you could, you could start us out this time. Um, okay. What do you have for us today? Okay, so there was the great Toledo flu. Okay, so Toledo, Spain. Yeah. It's in Spain, Toledo. So, okay. That's where they get Toledo. Toledo steel. <laughs> Toledo steel, right? No. So, in 1911, uh, there was a flu virus and it spread in Toledo, Spain. Doesn't and it sound, was late spring. Doesn't sound like a big deal. Right. It doesn't it didn't sound like a big deal back then. But then people started getting scared when uh, over 30% of its population, which is around 20 to 24,000 out of 70,000, caught the flu in less than three months. So in the span of three months, around 30% of the population caught the flu. Wow, right. that's a lot of percent. Right, I I, I tried to do the math and like how how much, but I, don't, I was too lazy to do it. So, uh, and then the rest of Spain had a national like panic attack when over ninety percent of Toledo caught the influenza. So that's Wait. about sixty-eight thousand five hundred twenty-one people. How did they catch the flu? So yeah, I'm I'm about to get to that. So uh, even though the percentage of the sick uh, were high. Uh, but the mortality rate was pretty low, so around twenty nine percent, which is like nineteen thousand out of the seventy, out of the sixty eight, uh, like died. That's a lot. Yeah, but still, that's a lot. But the interesting thing was that in Toledo, it was kind of concentrated, so like most of Toledo and only certain parts around it, that's where the influenza was concentrated, and like people, they're like pretty scared, and even though um. Like, a biological warfare wasn't, like, fully developed. Yeah, developed. People started to think, like, is this, like, an attack? Or, like, people trying to kill us or whatever? Uh, so, like, some of Europe uh, started to, like, get kind of scared because of that. Like, um, who in Europe? The around Germans. <laughs> yeah, around Spain, you know, okay. Italy and all that. Isn't this, this the Spanish flu? No, no, it's not. <laughs> is this just the Spanish fever thing that happened? It sounds like the Spanish no, the Spanish flu, that was, was, that was in 1918, but this is in 1911. And, like, because this was, like, kind of concentrated and, like, it was overshadowed by the Spanish flu, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, the following two years, like, 1912, 1913, uh, mm -hmm. it, it, like, the flu started to dissipate and uh, Toledo gained most of its population back. But it fell from 70, around 70,000 to 50,000. So that's like a loss of 20,000 people from the influenza. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the lowest population that has ever been of Toledo. Been recorded? Yeah, been Toledo? recorded. Yeah. 50,000 people. sounds riveting. And then in 1957, uh, Spanish doctors, they, they like went back to that. And they, they just, they found out through the research that it was the influenza. <laughs> it was influenza type A. And that's uh -huh. the common type of influenza that's going around. Huh. And even though the exact source wasn't found, it was suspected it was just animal carrier. Oh, an animal yeah. carrier. So, so it, 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 it's it, not because they didn't vaccinate their kids. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. When were vaccinations created? <laughs> way later. Um, that's why they made vaccines. Way later. Yeah. 
So it wasn't an act of warfare. It was just uh, suspected. Okay. Just you had sick my animals hopes up for a moment. That's pretty much it. That was like the end of it, and it oh. was just. How did they eradicate the flu? Was it just huh. because of containment, or? Yeah, and that's the strange part of it. It was mostly contained in, in like nuts. Toledo, and like around parts, and it didn't really spread that much around Spain. For so. flu, that's very contagious in Toledo. It didn't spread very well. Yeah, so that's that's the strange part about it. And my sources. Yeah, it really is. Uh, CDC. Oh, of course. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Spanish, but the CDC is only for America. <laughs> Spanish flu history, uh, written in 2010. Yeah, that's a Spanish flu. No, it's two different Spanish flus. Oh. So. Who writes okay. about the Spanish flu? Is it like someone's hobby or the CDC? Oh, it's, it's like, it's I'm going to look back so. in history. Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, Spain, facts, culture, history, and points of interest. People dying. Yeah. yeah. His is... Uh, yeah. Titles for his sources seem uh, legitimate. Yeah. There's no... Uh, there doesn't seem to be any titles that are ambiguous in any way, so... It seems legit. But now, are you guys ready to hear what I have for my story? Okay, so there was this time when parks and rec workers destroyed an ancient tomb. I don't remember that in the TV show. Yeah. Neither do I. That okay. was a... That was a <laughs> yeah, isn't, that's not an actual thing, that's just a TV show. No, this, this actually happened. So, this monumental error occurred in Cristóvo ah, oh, de Cie, Spain, where a local parks and rec organization replaced a monument with a stone picnic table. Hmm. So, huh. uh, the Interesting. Yeah, the ancient tomb in question had a heritage protection status and... Uh, status? Uh, the, an the ancient tomb in question had a heritage protection status and was archived as an artifact by archaeologists. Really? So the tomb was 6,000 years old and was created by the area's ancient Celtic settlers. So it's, it was Wait, a pretty big deal. Uh, who was in the tomb? Uh, no one actually knows. It's just marked as a tomb. And they haven't gone into deeper excavation on it. It's Wait. just marked as a tomb. Wait, if it's Celtic, why is it in Spain? Apparently, the Celts settled Spain. At least some of did them they? did. Really? No, like some some settlers came over. Oh, they came over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so wait, wait, how big was this tomb? <laughs> according well, according to estimated size, I would say about you know the size of a picnic table. Oh, you, you would say. Size of a I would say. You would say. They didn't give any spec uh, any specific measurements, mm. but <laughs> but the pictures I saw of the actual report, it's just the size of an average picnic table. Huh. So the wreck workers mistook the ancient ruins of the tomb uh, for a broken picnic table on public land, huh? because, because the tomb even, because the tomb, even though it was archived as a you know an artifact and uh, protected. Uh, has a protected heritage status. They did not mark it, oh. so it just looks like a bunch of stones. But it's so it looks stone. like a bunch of <laughs> like it's like an oblong concrete. But um, why it's just a bunch fixture. of but it's, it's just a bunch of big stone slabs stacked on top of the tomb. But it's stone. Oh. Why would they think okay. stone? They thought it was a broken picnic table. <laughs> Who makes picnic tables out of stone? Lots of people do. We do. Yeah, but then if it's like like stone, I mean, it looks like 
It looked like a weird table. <laughs> yeah. How, how? I mean, they thought it was a broken table because it's okay. it's a ruin, basically. So they removed the old stone, poured concrete into the ancient burial chamber, no. and placed a new stone table over the top. No. Nice. <laughs> and then an archaeologist just shows up and is like, what happened to my tomb? It got a glow up. <laughs> it got a glow up. So the go local government officials were, you know, uh, were alerted of this mistake. And they... And all the government officials involved and even the mayor said they were not aware that this historical site existed in their, you know, sector. The Accor own the own mayor didn't know they, there was a <laughs> no, no one no one in the parks not. and rec, no no one in the mayor's office knew that this site existed according to N NRP's is it NPR or NRP? Yeah. NPR's NPR. yeah. According to NPR's Lauren Freyer. Uh, prim the primary source for this report was NPR's Laura Wagner and Lauren Freyer. And so I, my cited sources are a Smithsonian.com article by Eric uh, Blakemore, published August 28, 2015, and an NPR article by Laura Wagner, uh, published in August 27, also in 2015. What's NPR? National Public Radio. Oh, I see. So yeah, that was it. It sounds so. That's pretty wait, interesting. We have two stories from yeah, Spain. Two stories from Spain. I know. What is the odds of that? Dang. Wait. Where, where was like the monument actually placed? It Just, was in, like in the middle of a park. Yeah, basically. Well, the, they placed the park over the monument technically oh. because the monument was there first. It's six thousand years old. <clears throat> so Ivan, can you? No. So Ivan, can you top my uh, my story in weirdness and uh, pop culture relatability? Yes, I can. And so now, if you all would uh, just indulge me for a little bit, it is now Halloween. Yes, it is the no, spooky. It's not. It is it's spooky, winter. scary skeleton <laughs> season, and it is Halloween. So there was an incident that happened back in 2014 that involved candy, crystal, and an innocent girl. <gasps> not the candy. And I'll tell you guys more about what that crystal is in a few seconds. So, on Halloween night, October 31, 2014, an eight-year-old girl and her parents were walking uh, the promenade street of uh, Hercules in the Hercules uh, area. And so, uh, yeah, so they were doing, you know, the, the regular thing that you would be doing on Halloween. They were trick-or-treating, going around, uh, getting getting a bunch of candy and whatnot. And so, uh, yeah, uh, when the girl and her parents, when they came back home, uh, they, were, they were inspecting the candy like all good parents do. And they realized that uh, is, there was this uh, mysterious uh, small white uh, powder that was inside this uh, small plastic bag uh, that was uh, inside the hall of their candy. And the parents realized, so they, uh, yeah, they called it in. They sent it into the police, of course. They notified the, the authorities. And, then and the, uh, the report... And then the police said, oh, someone left their bag of flour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was crystal meth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the parents, uh, the report came in from the police and they said, yep, uh, your daughter has uh, picked up some crystal meth. Yummy. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was 0.1 grams of uh, uh, crystal meth inside this small plastic bag. And uh, the, yeah, the police were certain, well, they weren't certain, but they were pretty sure this either wasn't intentional. Uh, it was probably most likely on accident. So oh, according so to, so if it's on accident, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, then, if it's on accident, it's fine. Yeah. But then who mixes up their Halloween candy with their crystal meth stash? I know a guy who just had too much crystal meth that like, Halloween. According to an online article written by Karina Iofi that was published in the East Bay Times, uh, she quoted uh, Police Sergeant Ezra Tafes, 
uh, saying that this could have been intentional or it could have been accidental. And we don't know until we speak with the person who did this. And so, yeah, that was... They're going to sit down and have a nice long talk <laughs> a with A nice whoever. long talk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as you can uh, suspect, there was no... Uh, There's nobody, like, they could find to uh, huh. pin this misdemeanor on because you know it, it uh they couldn't uh take off any fingerprints from the the plastic bag because too many people had handled it already they couldn't Makes find sense. anybody uh responsible for this and uh yeah no suspects have come forward or have been found as of yet i mean that was all the way back in 2014 i mean i wouldn't have come forward <laughs> if i accidentally gave crystal that i would have well come maybe forward. you would want it back you know like, hey, little girl, I want my crystal meth back. But I have the rest. Yeah, here, okay. here's your Tootsie Roll. I forgot about that. Yeah, so my sources are uh, from the East Bay Times, written by, of course, Karina Iofi. And then uh, I... And yeah, I also have... Uh, it's from ABC 7 News. November 20... Uh, nah, November 14, <laughs> 2014. There's no author mentioned. Uh, yeah, and uh, the Santa Cruz Sentinel, which is a local paper... Which also coincidentally was also written by Karina Iofi. That was that was quite a that was quite a crystal clear story you said. Yeah, you could really get high off of that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's still gives you a good rush when you read a story <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Okay, yeah. so why do all our stories sound plausible? That worries me. I don't know, actually. Yeah. Okay, so now we have to decide who's the liar and who's the truthers. Okay, Davis, give your reasons. Okay, so I'm really torn to say who's the truther and who's the liar. Because Baum's story sounds very well documented and quite historical for the fact that there was a lot of sickness going on in Spain around the time uh, of the story he proposed. It was 1911. 1911, yeah. There was a lot of flu epidemics, yellow fever and whatnot. So my, my uh, scant knowledge in general world history does not serve me enough and i've heard of weird things showing up in halloween candy all the time but i've never like razor blades like razor blades and i've never investigated fully so i don't know which one of you guys is fake because they all sound plausible if you would just take a wild guess who do you think it would be uh, you could flip a coin flip a coin i would say that ivan's might be the least probable because it's there's a lot of general uh, stories surrounding stuff found in children's candy, so he could just pick any one of the rumors. And I've done that around. before. Yeah, that that float around about children fi finding things in candy, and create a hybrid story out of all the information that floats around about people finding things in Halloween candy. So I think it would be Ivan's would be the least probable to be completely true. That makes sense. So, Bum, what do you think? Who do you think it is? What is your Honestly, slice of pie that you want to give from your mind? <laughs> <laughs> well, unlike what you said about Ivan's, Ivan sounds true. Because, you know, yes, we've heard stories like razor blades showing up in, in candy right on Halloween. But are those and, true? I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, weird stuff happening on Halloween all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, weird stuff happens like that, and I, I could believe it. Yours, however, Davis. Oh, no. I I just can't believe that a Parks and Recreation uh, slice off from... Right? It's government, right? Like, it's yeah, the local, government. Yeah, the local government. Yeah. 
how would Spain. how would they not know something that important that's been sitting there for however long it was there? Well, and how how would the how would they be that stupid to not realize there's a monu- giant fat monument in the middle of the park, and they just say, "Oh yeah, we'll just make it a bench," and well, there are parks and recreation society, and they're supposed to deal with that kind of stuff, and they don't know that. So, well, it happens all the time. Clerical <laughs> error. No, clerical errors do happen, and it was not specifically tagged as a monument. It was only on record as a monument. They did not put a sign up. But how long so. has has that monument been there? Six thousand like, years. No, like, but since the park. Six thousand years. <laughs> since the park has been there. We don't know, but you don't know. But but there. But the law uh, stated that any monument that is over 100 years old is protected by the government. Apparently not. It wasn't, <laughs> apparently it wasn't protected this time. By the Spanish government? Yeah. But it... I would have to say that Davis, yours sounds fake. Okay, Ivan. Tell us your, tell us what you think. So, I think both of your stories are very nice. And Thank uh, you. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's actually very hard this time. Uh, uh, considerably, we all did a lot of research <laughs> on these topics on these and supported topics. them with like like five minutes worth of research yeah, like five minutes worth of research but i don't know it's kind of hard for me as well to choose like i would legitimately have to flip a coin because i i don't know whether bums is fake or whether davis is fake uh davis is it sounds plausible just because <clears throat> i don't know parks and rec they can be really dumb sometimes. <laughs> and also so it's then, documented by the Smithsonian.org and the local NPR reporters. Okay. Yeah, but what is the Parks and Rec Department's name in Spain? They don't have a name. It's just called Parks it's and just Rec. Because they Except it's in Spanish? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Because they don't have a Parks and Rec in Spain. Yeah, they do have a Parks and Rec in Spain. No, they don't. Every country has a Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, I know. Almost got him. Almost got him. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with Bomb. <laughs> go with Bomb? That's a three-way split, so... And split. So... What do you mean? Davis voted for you. You voted for Oh, you yeah, yeah. Bomb. I'm going to go with Bomb. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go but, with Bomb. It's still tied, though. Okay, it looks like we're going to have to use the deciding factor. This is the first time we've had a three-away split, ladies and gentlemen. So now it's exciting as balls. Now we're going to have to consult one of the experts that taught us most of what we know about researching. So who do you think is lying? And please comment about the weird stories you've heard about any parks and rec in Spain. So we ask a deciding factor to break the tie between our votes because I voted for Ivan and Ivan voted for Bum and Bum voted for me. So according to the final tabulation of the votes, there are two votes against me. So I was chosen as the most fake or the most, you know, I was chosen to be the potential faker. And you are fake. Which I am not the faker. He's not the no. Faker. I'm not the faker. So who it is? Who is it? Oh, oh, what? No. What? Was it you? Yes. Was it you, Bum? Bum. Yes. That is me. <laughs> I. Fake. Well, that. Well, okay. So what's fake about it? Okay. So there was the Spanish flu, right? Yeah, I know that. It, that was in 1918. Uh-huh. Like what our yeah. deciding factor? Explain. 
but that's not the one I picked. You picked the 1911. This is 19. This my story takes place in 1911 in Toledo, Spain, and it was concentrated around there, and that was it was only around there, and but the Spanish flu, the thing that actually happened, that happened in 1918, and it spread around like entire of Spain. Okay. So all you did was just. So you literally just put it in one place. Yes. You created a fake flu. Where did? The so, sources are real. Wow. The sources are real, but, but the then Spanish flu. it didn't name any dates. It just said Spanish flu yeah. history. And I said it was just, oh, this is like kind of different from the Spanish flu, but the same. Fake. Riding off the piggyback of yeah. some other natural disaster. So yes, I got away for the second time. Oh, man. Check your facts. Check your facts. Check your facts. <laughs> we Check thought, your facts. We thought, we, your bag. We, we were right. Oh, no. Uh, well, no. Uh, well, that, yeah, that was my initial one, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew all along. <laughs> well, so what did we learn? Well, that was quite a harrowing ride. We had to bring out the deciding factor because it, this one was a tough one for us personally. Because our all our things sounded so true, but we knew there was one faker and we did not find it. So thank you for listening. We hope you like, subscribe, and share this episode. Thank you for your support. Check us out on our social medias, on our Twitters. On uh, Check us out on CastBox. We have links to our Twitter and our Instagram in the homepage. We are releasing new episodes every other week, so stay tuned, check your facts, and watch your back. <laughs>